Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. People of Earth, your planet has to be destroyed. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, the world's most trusted conspiracy theory podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Olivia Haidar. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co host today, ooh, my favorite co host of all, no co host. Olivia will be <laughs> back next week, but I do have. A couple of guests, Kevin, Casey White, and Lizzie Cassidy from the Close Calls podcast. How's it going? Good. Good, man. Good. We're gearing up for the holidays. Um, I think Lizzie spent the day trying to gift shop. I did, unsuccessfully. Uh, Today I had the last day of working before we go on break, and I just decided uh, I'm not working today either. So we had very different days. Yours was stressful. Yeah, I didn't do shit. I didn't do anything today. It was awesome. Yeah, how's New York right now? Probably cold as shit, right? It's cold. It's rainy. Yeah, it's like in the 30s, and it's been raining for two, three days straight. Mm. But it feels like it's been two or three weeks, because it's like, it'll not rain for one day. New York is bumming us out. New York is really (laughs) bumming us out. How's beautiful LA? Beautiful, as always. I mean, it's been a little cold. It's gotten down into the 40s and 50s and things overnight. Oh, no. Jacket weather, that's the worst. Oh, I knew that was coming. (laughs) Kevin and Lizzie host a podcast. I already said, Close Calls. I was on it recently. Tell people what your podcast is about. It's a podcast about near-death experiences. So we do two kinds of episodes. One is where it's just the two of us, and one of us researches some sort of crazy near-death experience story, i.e. people getting stuck in a volcano. Lost in the desert. Two ex-lovers getting lost in the Amazon. Marooned at sea. (laughs) Um, Things like that. Or we have our friends on, other comedians and podcasters, and we ask them about a time that they almost died. A lot of times it's people almost drowning. We've had some... um, you know, organ transplant kind yeah. of uh, medical issues. I would call them medical miracles. Medical miracles. <laughs> uh, and we also had a very disgusting one with you, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Mine was horrific. It was it was a yeah. body horror episode about a time I got a field of boils under my armpit <laughs> from using the wrong house of Old Spice deodorant. But Yeah, that'll get you. Bad times. Uh, so... <laughs> Go give that a listen if you want. I tweeted about it, or you can just fucking look it up. You can find, you're listening to this podcast. You can find podcasts. Can't find a podcast. Yeah, people know how. Yeah, berate your fans. <laughs> find us, you oh. fucking idiots. Oh, well, yeah. Welcome to this podcast. That is a whole If my damn mom, thing. who I've been hiding the podcast from, can find the podcast, then you guys can find it. <laughs> have you been hiding it from your mom? 
Oh, I hide everything from her. Come on. I'm like, I, I say things on the podcast that you should, nobody should tell their mom unless you have really fucked up boundaries. So, sure. you know, I don't want her listening to that. Yeah, she my, gave some feedback though. She did give some feedback. She said, I laugh into the microphone too much. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I found out at one point that my mom's doctor was listening to my podcast. Oh. Even that I was like too close. I don't like that. Yeah. Stop. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think our therapists both listen, which is nice. My therapist told me he listens. He minded yeah. too. That feels like cheating as a therapist. You shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> That's like reading the other team's playbook before they show up for the game. Yeah. I kind of like it though. Cause I only have an hour. So I'm like, you get caught up, meet me back here and then we'll talk about it. That's true. That's true. And they said they liked it, but. I think it would be even more unethical to listen to it and be like, you know, your podcast isn't really doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> or to listen to it and not tell us. Yeah. That would be weird. So I have been trying to record ahead a little bit so I can take some time off, maybe take a week off after Christmas. And as such, some of our recent episodes have been a little bit different. Normally I bring very detailed notes and relay whatever information we're talking about to the guest or host. And uh, I don't have time for those meticulous notes with the way I've been (laughs) recording this week. So just like the Paul McCartney is dead episode with Kim Crawl and next week's episode with Travis Clark about the hollow moon, we're just kind of riffing today. Not really riffing, but I don't have like really detailed notes to follow. I'm just going to lay one of my favorite pet conspiracy theories on Kevin and Lizzie and see what kind of response I get. What is, what's your experience with conspiracy theories? Either of you stormed the Capitol, you're on the East coast. Uh, Legally. I can't discuss that. (laughs) Why do people keep asking us that? Yeah. Is it our whole vibe? (laughs) (laughs) My experience with conspiracy theories you know, I I think they're you're they're easily dismissible, um, and then you're high at two a.m. and they all start mm-hmm. to make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I lost a couple of friends to conspiracy theories, but Sing I think it, sister. I think a lot of people did when I think way back 2016, Trump first got elected and people started picking sides hard. For me, I had a couple people, and I think this is pretty common where people were starting to get red pilled really hard because of. The way that they were just on Reddit or whatever going down like rabbit hole. Like, I think all information should be taken in and considered. Totally fine with that. But I don't know. Like, it's not written in stone unless it's proven, right? So I'm I'm def- like a pretty skeptical person for, for both sides. Yeah, I kind of agree. I'm like in this weird in-between space where I know a lot of like dumb white trash people who <laughs> believe conspiracy theories that end up being like anti-semitic and racist sure. and i'm like well you're this is bad and wrong but i'm also the kind of person who like doesn't trust the government yeah so i'm like I, some of it is probably they are lying to us but not in the way that you think they're lying to us yeah and like we're for sure being hit with a lot of propaganda and stuff yeah. like that like i don't even think it's a conspiracy theory that's right. well, just that's just what's going on yeah that's the thing and i always say that's kind of the healthiest way to be like you absolutely cannot believe every conspiracy theory you that's a terrible way to live and also just statistically there's no way every conspiracy theory is true but also when people are 
so quick to just say, oh, I, I reject conspiracy theories in general. It's like you trust the government that much. Right. Yeah. Like you really think <laughs> the government never lies to you about anything? Like the war in Iraq was kind of a conspiracy theory. We went there on mm-hmm. the grounds that we were looking for weapons of mass destruction, and we obviously were not. So like in that way, that's a conspiracy theory too. But I'm with you that there are also a lot of conspiracy theories floating around, especially now. That when you peel the layers of that onion away, it just comes down to the Jews. Yeah, <laughs> sure That's does. Always bad times. That's always bad yeah. times, especially like flat Earth stuff, any yeah. QAnon stuff, any lizard people stuff. A lot of UFO stuff now is getting into weird, like hybrid bloodlines and altered DNA stuff, and that is just all going to end in genocide someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, where do you draw the line? You know, like, how do yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta pick and choose and uh, see how much of it is based on implicit bias or yeah, that's whatever. That's kind of what I'm up against with this podcast, because I, I try to make it a very objective conspiracy theory podcast. We by no means believe every conspiracy theory we talk about. That's how I lose listeners is by yeah. putting out a Sandy Hook episode and being like, you're all fucking dumb. This mm-hmm. is stupid. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you draw the line is like, is it going to hurt people to promote right. a conspiracy theory like this? And uh, I don't know. I'd argue the one I'm pushing today isn't going to hurt <laughs> average Americans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you sent us the notes. This is actually a pretty playful one. I like this. I'm glad you picked this one for us. Yeah, me too. It's just me talking about CIA malfeasance. And we know that's a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. What I like about this one is, I mean, I'm sure a version of it exists out there, but I feel like this is kind of my own little pet theory. Like, I haven't read any books that point to this being the case, but it seems like an obvious trajectory for me. So I'll just say it right up top. And I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast. People will know where I'm going. I think the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan was actually a coup attempt by the CIA. Mm. There's a lot of reasons why I think that, but we'll travel back in time. How familiar are the two of you with them? <laughs> exactly. How familiar is is everyone with MK Ultra? Uh, I know that it's uh, the CIA giving LSD to people unknowingly to see if uh, they can use it as a truth serum or something. That's basically the extent of what I. Yeah, that's about all I know, too. Plus, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's especially scary about it is, first of all, it was the result of Operation Paperclip, which, if you're familiar with that, that was the government program after World War II that brought, like, Nazi scientists and researchers to the United States to work for us. And one of the people they brought over was a Nazi doctor who worked on, I mean, any Nazi doctor is a concern. Like if you look into World War II (laughs) and what the Nazis were doing. I would go so far as to say any Nazi is a concern. I'll say it. (laughs) You know, I'm brave enough. (laughs) Controversial, but I'm going to co-sign that with you. Yeah. I also don't care for doctors. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. I don't trust science. (laughs) (laughs) And we started this program called MKUltra that was essentially a human experimentation program. And the thing about it is the argument today that you'll get from skeptics is, well, nothing ever came from it. Like 
We didn't, like, it's not like we learned anything about mind control. And my pushback against that is always, one, citation needed. Like, the government's not going to come out and just tell you. And I think the thing that points to that maybe not being the case is that MKUltra lasted for, like, 25 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a decades-long program that once we finally found out about it, it turned out it was a thing that happened at hospitals and colleges all across the United States in Canada, like for years and years and years and years. And I just don't know if the government would pursue it that long if mm -hmm. yeah. nothing ever came of it. I also think it's kind of... It's kind of crazy to me to say that just because an experiment didn't work doesn't means it didn't happen, you know? Right. Like I've, I've experimented with all kinds of drugs on myself <laughs> and a lot of them didn't work. <laughs> a lot of them ended up really bad, but it still happened. Yeah. I mean, it definitely like fucked up a lot of people's entire life trajectory. Yeah. So I, it's, it's hard to dismiss of like, well, nothing came of it. I'm like, people should still be held accountable. Plus, I think you're absolutely right. Like if it goes on for 20 years, you don't keep funding a pro program that's not giving any sort of results. Yeah. So, you know, put a little, does a low dose and a little bit of water supply make it a little easier to get people to sign up for the military? Who knows? Maybe. 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 <laughs> yeah, one of the things I always point to so in, terms, <laughs> in terms of it not working is like explain all those assassinations in the mm. 60s like those weren't mm -hmm. normal they weren't like political assassinations it's not like it was one country going out and assassinating the entire top level of the progressive movement in the united states it was all these people doing it in like weird catcher in the rye fashion and coming out the other end being like i'm a patsy man i met a guy in a bar and i think he did it and that's one of the things that was proposed about mk ultra was that it was also like an assassination program yeah and so if none of it worked, why did that part work so well? Name some. You say that's not normal. Was there an exorbitant amount of assassination attempts in the 60s, 70s versus other decades? I mean, if you think of the just think about the civil rights movement, there was JFK, yeah. there was MLK, there was RFK. The entire Black Panther movement ends up getting infiltrated by the FBI. Fred Hampton was murdered in his fucking bed. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I was just going to say. In a lot of those cases, like JFK, there's obviously a ton of controversy around who actually did that. MLK, a thing that's been kind of lost to history, is MLK's family sued the government over his murder. And mm. they didn't win in that the government like came out and said, yes, you're right, here's a billion dollars to make up for your loss. But the government did acknowledge that they were right, that there was probably some law enforcement and government involvement in his murder. And they were always adamant that James Earl Ray didn't do it. Like once you hit like the eighties, MLK's whole family was pretty convinced that the man who was in prison for it didn't do it. And so it seems like MKUltra maybe worked a little bit. We're just not ever going to be told that obviously. Mm -hmm. Also RFK. RFK is the weirdest one. Have either of you heard, looked into the RFK assassination at all? I don't remember the details. I know that's the one I know the least of all these of all the hit. You know, it's not like a top fiver for me. <laughs> it's yeah. not one of your favorites. <laughs> it's the one. Yeah. It's the one that involves the most allegations of mind control. Really? 
he says at the moment the murder happened, he walked in this kitchen, which is where RFK was shot, and that this woman he'd been with spun him around and like tapped him on the forehead or something and spun him back around. And he said everything in the room looked like targets. And he just started shooting. And believe that or not, like that part almost doesn't matter. What's really interesting about RFK, there's a History Channel documentary from years and years and years ago that you can still find on YouTube. There's a moment where a cop is interviewing a witness to the RFK assassination. And he's asking him what, like, well, how far away was Sirhan Sirhan when he was shooting? And the guy is adamant that Sirhan Sirhan was in front of him and that they were like three to four feet away. The guy keeps saying, like, the distance I am from you, that's how far he was when he was shooting, which is weird because Bobby Kennedy was killed by a point-blank shot behind his right ear. Mm. So Sirhan Sirhan, according to several witnesses, was never actually close enough to Bobby Kennedy to kill him or to Mm. fire the shot that actually killed him. But something compelled him to show up at that Beverly Hills hotel that day and shoot at Bobby Kennedy, if nothing else. And then he obviously went to prison for it. And no, who who is this woman in the dress? I mean, no one, no one knows. Like there was nobody in the dress in that room when it happened. There, well, there's pictures of a woman in a polka dot dress, mm. but no one knows exactly who it is or who he was talking about. And you know, he's still in prison over it. So what I'm getting at is MK Ultra seemed pretty real, even if like the government never came out and said, "Yeah, man, we fucking." learned how to program people to assassinate people. It seems like maybe they did. You would think, if I can play a little, you would think that they would, would pick people that are a better aim, though, you know? Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think that's what they were banking on. I don't think Sirhan Sirhan is the one who shot him. I think the security guard who was walking him through that kitchen is the one who shot him, who was, right. Right. if you it's look the, into it, he was like a huge right winger and shit like that. He was LAPD. I know they don't have a history of conspiring with the government to commit violence <laughs> to oppress civil rights or anything. Right. But I get what you're saying. It's a fall guy. It's a patsy. It's the grassy knoll. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. And weirdly, I don't think that with Lee Harvey Oswald. I do actually think Lee Harvey Oswald was the only gunman at the JFK assassination. The only gunman trying to kill JFK. Mm. But that's for another time. <laughs> So, and yeah, stop me if you have any questions or concerns or want to poke holes in my theory. So that's the 60s. The United States post-World War II through the 60s were fucking with mind control left and right. You should watch the documentary Wormwood. Very fascinating. It's about the CIA and LSD and how they probably threw a guy out the window because he was going to tell our secrets about the Korean War. That's what we were doing in the 60s. We were just fucking up progressives, shoving drugs down people's throats. And then Watergate happens. And with Watergate, like the CIA and the intelligence community was just caught. Like they were caught doing very bad things. That's a huge scandal. And that eventually leads to something called the church committee hearings. Church committee hearings happened in 1975. They called it the year of intelligence. And it was 
basically the government taking the American intelligence community to task for all of their abuses that they'd been doing for decades up to this point. Among the things they uncover during that, MKUltra comes out during that, COINTELPRO, which was the FBI's program of surveilling civil rights leaders, Family Jewels, which was a CIA assassination program. Classic. Operation Mockingbird <laughs> comes out, uh, which Operation Mockingbird was the CIA sending people out to media outlets to try and influence writers and journalists. Carl Bernstein wrote a really long article about it in Rolling Stone in 1978. And also Project Shamrock that confirmed the existence of the NSA. The thing about the NSA is until this happened, until the church committee hearings, the NSA was just like a myth. Like they were a rumor. And they've been around since the 50s. So the government kept arguably the biggest intelligence agency in the United States an entire fucking secret for like 25 years, which I think speaks to all the other things they could probably keep secret mm-hmm. over the 25 years leading up to that. And the NSA, like they were so controversial, Frank Church would not name them by name when he went on TV to talk about the findings of the church committee hearing to the public. He just basically said, like, I have the quote written down, but it's it's so long. Fuck it. I'll read it. (laughs) Fuck it. I'm going to read it. (laughs) If this government ever became a tyranny, if a dictator ever took charge in this country, the technological capacity that the intelligence community has given the government could enable it to impose total tyranny. And there would be no way to fight back because the most careful effort to combine together in resistance to the government, no matter how privately it was done, is within the reach of the government to know. Such is the capability of this technology. I don't want to see this country ever go across the bridge. I know the capacity that is there to make tyranny total in America. And we must see to it that this agency and all agencies that possess this technology operate within the law and under proper supervision so that we never cross over that abyss. That is the abyss from which there is no return. I gotta say, uh, but, like, these conversations are still happening. (laughs) Homeland Security, sounds like the same thing. The Mockingbird thing, clearly happening. I mean, so many movies and things have already hit on this in regards to, like, how Fox News and CNN and blah, blah, blah conduct their business and everything, you know, like, like, what happens like this church committee goes in front of the Senate and they go, all right, we'll put in some new laws, but also, you know, it's the people making the laws that are breaking the, like, mm-hmm. what do, there's like nothing you can like really do. Yeah, like we'll put in some new laws for the people who operate outside of the law to follow. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, I know it, it sounds kind of grim and backwards, but I think that's actually what makes this one of the more lighthearted conspiracies. Because it's mm. like, what the fuck am I going to do about the CIA? Like, right. am I going to bring them to justice because I talked about this on a podcast? It's like, this is just right. this is where we're heading. This was 1975 when he was saying all of this. And like, think of the technology we have now and how easy right. it is to keep tabs on us. Oh, we're there. We're already there. Yeah, I've like fully given up on that. Like, yeah. well, I'm young enough that I've always had 
access to the internet pretty much and like a cell phone and stuff. So I feel like I'm of the generation that's like, yeah, they're watching everything I'm doing and that's the way it is. Yeah. You know? But it does help with those targeted ads. It does make gift shopping a lot easier. It does yeah. make it a lot. I mean, every targeted ad I get is something I want. You know? It's kind of nice. Actually. It's kind of nice. <laughs> Instagram's yeah. got my credit card saved. I can just buy it. You just buy shit. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where like that's, it would be so nice if that's where that technology just ended. If like yeah. the internet yeah. came about, because I fuck with a targeted ad really hard. Yeah, like, hard, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. But there was a time when people were like, "Oh, what they're just going to use that to sell stuff to you." And I used to be like, try to figure out how to circumvent that stuff for maybe for just a couple years, and then I realized, wait a second, they're just offering things that I know I like. Yeah, like, what's the harm in that? Yeah. Like, and like <laughs> since. I became a comedian. I've like made targeted ads. Yeah. Like here's an ad for my show. Here's an ad for my podcast. And I'm like, give this to the people who are going to love it. So <laughs> you know, I don't want somebody who hates comedy to see this. I want the people who are going to come to this to see this. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of ways where the data that's being collected about us and that has been collected about us is I don't know if I want to say used for good, but it's not used for good. It's used for profit. It's used for yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's not used for murder of citizens or, or even mind control or whatever. It does feel like mind control a little bit sometimes when like I'm on Instagram and I get a targeted ad and Instagram already has my credit card saved and I just buy it immediately and then I'm like, Why did I do that? Did you see the like, social experiment? Yeah. Yeah, they talk it, we are being kind of mind controlled yeah. to buy things actually. So the one example Damn. I bring up all the time, uh, Facebook at one point filed for a patent for technology that would measure how hard you typed when you sent a text. Because then when you open the app, like if you typed a text like really fast and hard, they're assuming, oh, well, you're angry. Let's show you stuff that will make you angrier and keep you on Facebook Oof. for a while. Wow. And that, I would argue, I don't care what administration does it. I don't care who's the president at the time. That shit needs to be regulated out of social media. That, that's, yeah. what, that's kind of what we're talking about here today. That's human experiment shit. It's yeah. just yeah. we're taking it on willingly so it's not as controversial anymore. Yeah. It's like there are even like little things that wig me out so much. Like when I decide in my brain that I have a crush on someone and then every time I open Instagram, their story is the first one there. I'm like, yeah, how are you inside me right now? How do you know about this? Yeah. Yeah. But they're not helping them get inside you. And that's the problem. And that's the problem. <laughs> that's why I have a problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> also show them my thirst traps and it'll be fine. Help them get inside me. <laughs> yeah. Shit like that is unsettling and you know speaking of having given up and knowing that they're already watching i did an episode about a book that came out in the 70s called the cia and the cult of intelligence and it's actually the first book the government ever went to court to try and censor because mm. it was just a former cia agent being like listen you're not going to believe what these motherfuckers are getting up to wow and and one of the absolute nightmare scenarios that he presented in that book was the possibility that at some point the U.S. Postal Service would be able to just take pictures of every piece of mail that comes in. And like now that's a thing you just sign up for on yeah. USPS website and they'll fire off yeah. an email every day and say, hey, you lazy fuck, here's what's coming in your mail today. If there's nothing you want, stay on the couch. Like we just 
give that away now. But there was a time where that, like even the idea of the government having even that level of access into our lives was like a horror story. And now we're just there. And, you know, we still got the NFL. There's still movies and shit. So it's chill. It's chill. Yeah, well, both those are examples of intrusion being sold back to you as convenience mm-hmm. in yeah. the form of targeted ads or the mail thing or you know yeah well what happened after uh the church committee so two things happened after the church committee i wanted to blindside you with this one so i did not put this in the notes at all oh jonestown happens whoa i have a 10 part podcast series it's on this pod but I did 10 episodes <laughs> about a book called Was Jonestown a CIA Medical Experiment? No shit. And it is pretty convincing in its argument that Jonestown is actually the culmination of MKUltra because MKUltra was essentially this decades-long medical experiment where they're trying to figure out, like, we know they were doing something with psychiatric drugs. Like, there's not a lot of information about MKUltra because after Watergate, the government just starts shredding documents left and right. And the only reason we found out about MKUltra is someone filed a box of, like, 20,000 documents in the wrong location. And those were eventually found, and that's how they came out during the church committee hearings. Everything else about MK Ultra has been shredded and is fucking gone forever. But but a box fell off the back of a truck. Wink. And now we got it. Yeah, it just got <laughs> just got put in the wrong spot. So what we know about MK Ultra is it was this decades-long experiment where it seems like the CIA is testing the effectiveness of different psychological drugs. And the next step in something like that, you have to do a field experiment. Like, especially if you're working on, like, population control, mind control, anything like that, you have to eventually expand beyond just testing it on one or two people at a time. Eventually, you have to be able to test it on a group. And the argument people have made, and it's worth pointing out, this was kind of a mainstream argument after Jonestown happened because it's fresh off the CIA being accused of all this MK Ultra shit, all this like actual human experimentation shit. And so Jonestown happens and like there's actual senators and things who wrote editorials in the New York Times who are like, I, this feels like a CIA thing. And if that was a decades long in hospitals, in colleges experiment, you have to do a field experiment next. And if you look into what happened with Jonestown, Jim Jones had so much access to government resources in California when he was building his Jonestown cult. They took over a mental hospital in Northern California when he was Mm -hmm. building his cult. If you look at his movements, he's near Cuba when the Bay of Pigs happens. His movements kind of mirror important things that were happening with people like Jim Jones at the time, like these charismatic leaders doing heinous shit. Jim Jones seems like he was maybe that. And I mean, this book, it's fucking long as shit. I did 10 episodes about it. So I'm like (laughs) kind of bouncing around to remember it all. But so pause this, go listen to those. Come back. (laughs) See you in 10 hours. 
<laughs> What's interesting about Jonestown is there's Jim Jones, but then there's the Layton family. Those were the people that ran Jonestown. And Jim Jones came from God knows where. I mean, Indiana. Huge racist. You were going to say came from God, and I was like, where are we going yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, he came from, he's from Indiana. But the Layton family were all like scientists and researchers with connections to the intelligence community. And when Jonestown starts really unraveling, the first survivors who start coming out to tell the story of what's happening in Jonestown are the Layton family. So those, like Deborah Layton is probably the most prominent Jonestown survivor. She was like the number two at Jonestown. So it would be almost like if Jim Jones himself came out and was like, woof, what's happening there is crazy, man. I want out. Yeah. <laughs> like all of the people who did Jonestown are the ones who emerge as the survivors of Jonestown. And so they get to craft the story of what was happening in Jonestown at the time. Right. Yeah. I'm going to take this a step further in that on top of there being a lot of assassinations around that time, you also don't hear about cults as much these days. Yeah. Like it is a secluded community, you know, like, like just like this Jones thing, like there's, there are a lot of cults popping up back then. And if you look into a lot of those cults, like uh, the, have you heard about the Sarah Lawrence college cult? No. Am I naming that right? Because I feel like Sarah Lawrence is also an actor. Sarah Lawrence yeah. is a college. Yeah. yeah. The Sarah Lawrence college sex cult. That fucking look well, it up. Sign me up. Yeah, Are you dude. kidding me? Let's go right now. Sarah seems cool. She's nice. <laughs> it's, it's wild as shit. This girl moves into housing on campus with a bunch of her friends and her dad shows up. And her dad is this guy who shows up bragging about having all these CIA connections and mm. bragging about how he can, like, do rituals and, like, you know, help people with life skills that will help them become better people. And he says it's all shit he learned in the CIA. And he fucking flips her entire friendship group into a sex cult in the span of, like, three months. Whoa. Yikes. And I feel like in, in my conspiratorial heart, this is a thing I'll never be able to prove I feel like the reason that guy like got caught and is going to prison for a long time is because he took shit he learned from the CIA mm. and like not only applied it to civilians, but was like really loosey goosey about it because yeah. the things he claimed, like he would talk about how he had all these connections in the military and how like even if he got in trouble, people would come bail him out. And if you look into his past, that happened. Like, there were points where it seemed like he was in huge trouble and, like, some government force of some sort just, like, intervened and got him out of it. And this time, not so much. And I think it's because a public story broke about this guy using CIA, basically, I guess, manipulation techniques, if we don't want to call it mind control. But mm -hmm. it was it's a weird fucking story. And... You're right to bring up cults because, like, the speculation around cults is that when MK Ultra was found out and the church committee hearings happened, which the church committee hearings are also where that thing where the CIA can't operate on American soil comes from. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. they're not allowed to spy on American citizens. Which, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Not allowed. Yeah, and, and also, we have like nudge. 17 intelligence agencies. So it's like, just tell right. me which one it is, mm -hmm. Ben, if it's yeah. not CIA. But yeah, one of the speculations is 
or one of the things people speculate about, I don't know if I said that right, is that when they were kind of ordered to break up MK Ultra, they were like, all right, we'll just like do it in cults and compounds in South America and Central America and shit. And it's, I mean, some people believe that that is why cults and compounds like that start popping up at that point in history. Mm. And in that case, Jonestown would fit the bill there. And what's interesting about Jonestown, there was that congressional delegation that went to Jonestown and a congressman ends up getting killed. Like they almost got away with that visit. Like if that congressman had just gotten on that plane and flown away, I think Jonestown would have carried on for a long time, which is bad because Jonestown was a slave compound. Everything Mm -hmm. they say about that guy being like racially progressive is an absolute lie. He was a vehement racist and black people were enslaved at Jonestown. And I think if that congressional trip went better, it would have carried on for a long time, but instead it didn't. And so can you, can you tell me more about that? I didn't know about that, that there were slaves at Jonestown. That's the thing. The public face of Jim Jones is that he was like a civil rights guy and that he cared about the plight of black people. And it's like the exact opposite. He was a vehement racist. Like that part where people call him a civil rights progressive, I think has kind of fallen away now. Like people have sussed out that Mm -hmm. that's not what he was. One of the things he did when he was cultivating his cult, one of the things he had access to somehow one of a a member of the people's temple was able to get a job at a welfare office in California. And that person, and I think there were a few people who got jobs in that department. Those were the main recruiters for Jonestown. They would get like the poorest people. Like Mm. he, he wouldn't like go out into the community. People would come to him And they would take these people's social security checks in exchange for the promise of living in this utopia called Jonestown, Mm -hmm. where, you know, everything's taken care of. You don't have to worry about any bills, any rent, but you just got to turn your money over to us. And basically everyone who wasn't white at Jonestown was that. They were slaves. And if you look into the deaths at Jonestown, That's another big misconception about it. It's always called a mass suicide. At best, it was a murder suicide, and it was mostly murder. A good majority of those people were shot. They either were shot or they were injected with poison. No shit. The vast majority, I think it's like one in three maybe, was like actually drank the Kool-Aid. And they have audio recordings of all this shit. It's fucking horrific. Mm -hmm. But most of the people at Jonestown were murdered, which doesn't so much speak to them being adherents of Jim Jones as it is victims of something else. So that happens like shortly after the church committee hearings have already brought all this heat on the CIA. At this point, the CIA's got a decade of heat raining down on them. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, it wasn't Kool-Aid. It was Flavor-Aid. Yeah. And I just think that that's mean yeah. to Kool-Aid. Me too. That sucks for Kool-Aid, man. Does it yeah. suck for Kool-Aid again, or does it suck for Flavor-Aid? Or it's a good point because there's no such thing as bad press. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we all know we're, we were going to remember Kool-Aid anyway. Yeah. Some people think, 
I, I have a conspiracy that Jonestown was the greatest viral marketing campaign of all time that Flavor Aid <laughs> put on, and it backfired. And it backfired hard in a big way. Mm-hmm. Possible. So anyway, <laughs> leave a comment if you agree. <laughs> like and subscribe. All right. <laughs> So, yeah, the CIA, they got all this heat on him. And now here comes Jimmy Carter into office. And Jimmy Carter, one of his tasks is to take all of the things that the church committee came up with and implement them, put them into action to, like, curtail the CIA a little bit. And so that happens. Like, Jimmy Carter does take office. They end up having their capabilities in the United States restricted. Mm Mm-hmm. So then, enter Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Favorite. Boo. Favorite guy. <laughs> yeah. Love that guy. Yeah. Hate him so much. Love yeah. Him. So, so, so much. Uh, I can't. Yeah, he, I think he's universally accepted as the president that did the most damage after his term. Like, things that we still. <laughs> things, yeah, things that we still have to fucking deal with. Yeah. I, I still maintain he is our worst president ever. Trump yeah. was mm-hmm. head and shoulders a better president than Ronald Reagan. Like Trump only happened because of Reagan. Yeah. Trump only happened because of Reagan. And I think Trump didn't get a second term because he's not as much of a war hawk as Reagan. Mm -hmm. And that kind of speaks to what we're about to talk about, which is the CIA, they end up getting, you know, kind of kicked out of the United States and told that, well, if you want to do anything, you got to do it in, you know, other parts of the world. So then Ronald Reagan ends up running for president and something unprecedented happens. For the first time in history, the director of the CIA steps down and decides, you know what? I'm going to run for the second highest office in all the land. I'm going to run for vice president. And that man was? George H.W. Bush. Oh, shit. How about that? The guy whose name comes up in the JFK assassination all the time, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And so they campaign together, and Reagan I kind of unexpectedly wins. Definitely not because the CIA brokered a deal to end the Iranian hostage crisis after he took office. But he ends up winning, and then what happens eight weeks later? He is very nearly assassinated in weird-as-shit MK Ultra fashion by a guy who, you know, said he was doing it for Jodie Foster. But true. That's right up there with, you know, doing it because you read some shit and catcher in the rye or mm-hmm. why ever John Lennon got shot because double fantasy sucked. I don't know. But <laughs> I really feel like in my heart of hearts that what happened there was the CIA one just trying to install the current CIA director as president because mm-hmm. people weren't amped when George Bush announced he was running as vice president. People were like, after all of that, like all mm-hmm. of that CIA shit, now a CIA guy's going to run for vice president. I'm sure it'll be fine. And then Reagan <laughs> almost gets murdered. What do you think? Well, I'm glad that Reagan almost got murdered because we do have a near-death experience podcast, so it's in line with what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should get him on. Oh, wow. Go for um, <laughs> Yeah, that's a uh, good point. Yep. Very Well, Thank I you. think that was very deliberate on Adam's part. Always be plugging. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> there is something to the insanity 
defense type of thing where, I mean, I've never been on LSD and thought someone was talking to me through the TV, uh, but um, I have, you know, I, I could be convinced. But also every time you've been on LSD, to, you've known that you were on LSD. Oh, that's a good point. That we know of. That I know of. So, you know, you can, when you know you're tripping, you can be like, oh, I'm tripping. I really kind of buy into to this theory you're selling me. Me too. Adam, because you make a good point. Like, it's been a long time since we've heard somebody be like, oh, I don't know. I was just being crazy. Yeah. Sorry, I tried to kill the president or whatever. Like, you don't really hear about that as much anymore. When's the last time, like, a big assassin, assassination attempt has happened? So I, I mean, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, in the United States, it's kind of that, right? Right. You can't f- yeah. think and of it's any... like, But they kept missing their mark, though. Yeah, that guy threw a shoe at George Bush, which was very funny. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that before. Before we started recording, yeah. we were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was cool. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, it, you could make the case that, yeah, all this stuff was happening, uh, cults, assassinations, blah, blah, blah. And then they kind of died out because they weren't effective. I think the bigger question is, what did they figure out did stick? Yeah. We don't know about. Oh, spooky one of the things i talked about the church committee hearings on a different episode one of the things that came up in the course of that also was that the cia developed a shellfish toxin gun that they could use for assassinations and they like show it during the course of the church committee hearings they like that like sounds like sharks with laser beams on their heads (laughs) like it sort of is shellfish toxin gun and what's crazy is I hope they've just landed on that for assassination techniques forever because it sounds mm. so, so nice. Well, you, you, just, you, like, be a, you yeah. just like tingle for a little bit and then you're dead. It's you like, need to be allergic to shellfish, though. Well, but, it's no, a toxin no, not, from a shellfish. It's, oh, not, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not just for people who <laughs> they make, oh, okay. are allergic to shellfish. Yeah, it's a, it's a real hit of, or miss kind of assassination <laughs> technique. <laughs> Gotta hope that, that allergy's present. They just hurl a crab well, leg at a motherfucker. They're like, oh, we should have done peanuts. That's what I was <laughs> just going to say was one thing that made me think of is like, what do they do to us to make everybody's kid uh, allergic to peanuts all of a sudden? And you know, gluten. What's that, going on here? What's what's happening? We're okay. If need be. That did come on just, pretty quick, I guess. Yeah. I don't remember that being nowhere, a thing right? when I was a kid. Everyone wasn't no, allergic. Or maybe those kids were just fucking dying and we didn't know why. <laughs> that could be a thing, too. Yeah, maybe. I like to, I like throwing my own conspiracy theories in here. Yeah, you know? that's fun. They're doing things, you know. They gotta, you know, what we're not eating healthy food anymore, right? It's all it's all GMO and it's all bad for you. Everybody's out of shape. Why? Why? Obama. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta didn't mean be, to say yeah in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> that also made me think of that that shellfish thing. Maybe I mean, yeah, Adam. I'm sure you've heard all these. Do you know about the gay gun? thing the gay bomb no but i love it already you know about this adam right uh, i think i've vaguely heard about it one of the is that like when you send a bomb that has glitter in it to someone who's wronged you and then it makes their <laughs> house a mess forever <laughs> kind of yeah mark rover made it uh no it's this thing that they were experimenting with where they were like oh maybe we can uh release uh like hormones and pheromones into the air that'll make uh the enemy soldiers really horny and want to fuck and drop their guns and not fight that rules that's like, a, that's like a real thing that they were developing yeah that's the thing we were looking into biological weapons chemical weapons for the longest time mind control stuff it's just what we were getting into mm-hmm. as a country for such a long time like 
so much of, you know, like the 60s and especially anything relating to acid, so much of that had to do with the CIA. I was going to say, you know, John Hinckley Jr. is out of prison now. I was going to say, yeah, he's of all the assassins. He's the one who's like out and fucking. I looked him up recently. He's like a musician now. Dude, we know all about this. Our <laughs> friend Tyler Snodgrass, who actually did the logo for our podcast. Shout out Tyler Snodgrass. Shout out and Tyler. he's a comedian. Yeah, and he's a musician as well. He's got a country music podcast called Take This Pod and Shove It. And he was trying to open up for Hinkley when he was coming when he to Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, he came to Brooklyn <laughs> a couple months ago. And he was like hitting up his manager like, can I please open for him? Can I please open for him? Because how fucking cool would that be? Yeah. And it turns out. The tour manager got back to Tyler and was like, yeah, uh, he hasn't paid any of us, so we're going on strike, but you can open for him if you want. He's going to be an asshole and not pay you. And Tyler was like, uh, I guess I'm not a scab, so I won't do it. So John Hinckley Jr. is kind of an asshole. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Go figure. Yeah, it is crazy that he's out of prison, though, because like Sirhan Sirhan is certainly Sir Hauntly never getting out of yeah, thank uh, you. prison. Yeah, but yep. John's white. That's a, <laughs> I was just going to say, John yeah, is white. That. He's white. Uh, he also, like, has he given any interviews about this? I, I assume he doesn't want to talk about it, but... John Hinckley he all Yeah, but he of all people could say, like, I don't know. I was kind of out of my mind. Like, kind of felt like I was on drugs <laughs> that day. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's the same for him, because did he ever go to prison, or was he just... Yeah, he was just institutionalized. So, yeah, it's going to be different for him. Like, he doesn't have to. Like, eventually someone's just going to be like, all right, you're fine. Get out of here. But Sirhan mm-hmm. Sirhan's in for real prison. And for him to get out, he has to basically say, yes, I take responsibility for what I did. And that's the thing he's, like, not been willing to do. And so Sirhan Sirhan's never getting out of prison. I mean, Has he, John, what, what have they, have they given... Like, are they on record saying what motivated them, though? I mean, other than just uh, there is a tap on my shoulder, like. Well, with Sirhan Sirhan, he has claimed he's innocent for the longest time. Like, they found, like, a note in his pocket that said, like, angry things about Bobby Kennedy and said, like, must kill Bobby Kennedy. He just had that in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Of course. That's because that's yeah, what you do. Yeah, if I was going to kill someone, I would carry a note about all the things <laughs> I didn't like about them with me, just in case I forgot. Yeah, you don't want to forget. If <laughs> someone's like, happening in Beverly Hills, you know? Yeah. He's, like, hyping himself up in the bathroom, reading the note. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's like, oh, yeah, he's annoying. Yeah, I'm he's fucking, so annoying. I'm going to fucking murder uh Fucking Bobby, Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Which Kennedy. Kennedy is it? All right, let's There's look. so many of those guys. <laughs> I don't like his stupid hair. Pretty sure he was hitting on my wife. His jaw clicks when he chews. The All worst. right, I'm ready. It's, it's so funny that you mentioned there's so many of those guys. I went to the Reagan Library recently. I wrote an article about this on my Substack. Uh, plug, plug, plug. I went to the Reagan Library <laughs> not too long ago to see the FBI exhibit because I, you know, fucking hate Reagan and law enforcement both, but boy, do I love crime. And sing it. It was legitimately cool. Like, don't judge me until you've seen the Beltway Snipers Chevy Caprice up close. Then tell me (laughs) if it's tasteless. That part kind of (laughs) was. But I get all the way through it. Uh, I just went through the FBI exhibit mostly. Me and the wife, like, fucking 
sprinted like track stars through the Reagan thing just to see if there's anything interesting. There is a room where they play him being shot, just like a 30-second clip of it on a fucking constant loop. I spent, I spent some time in there. But Jacking off? Were you jacking <laughs> off to yeah, it? Yeah, I would. <laughs> but then I'm, I went to the gift shop because I'm a sucker for... <laughs> Please tell me you can get like a teddy bear with a bullet wound inside or something. <laughs> Almost. What I ended up getting, like I, I had a hard rule that I wasn't going to buy anything with Reagan's name on it. Like, that's a fucking hard mm-hmm. pass. And that left me two choices. Either just some regular-ass Jelly Belly jelly beans that didn't, like, have anything government on them at all. Great. Love them. But I can get those at 7-Eleven. Or the one non-Reagan, Democrat-related thing they had was a souvenir program from the RFK assassination. It came out the day after he died, it was printed somewhere here in California by this disgraced publisher who had only like stolen books from people and gotten sued <laughs> over it before this. And somehow the day after Bobby Kennedy was assassinated, he had this like 20 page program with like all the details of the assassination, all the bullet angles, like everything you would expect people to have to wait to be able to get access to. And then there's a whole section dedicated to the Kennedys and how tragic their story is. And the last page of that section is just a picture of Ted Kennedy and in big-ass black letters it says, One son is left. Like, it looks like a fucking wanted poster. And then (laughs) at the end is an article about how irresponsible it is that any would-be assassins of the world, if they want, can just order guns by mail. And that's how JFK was killed. In this whole article, it seems like it's being like, hey, why is this a thing? And my question is like, why do you put that right in there the you day a- after Kennedy is killed, like hot on the heels of that one son is left thing? Mm-hmm. Here's how they're all getting guns. Yeah. Yeah. You think it's a dog whistle? And it's like, is this part of it? Like, is this MK Ultra history? Yeah. That actually, when you said the Reagan getting shot on a loop thing, reminded me of a memory I must have repressed from when I was like truly a baby comedian. Like, I, it was like the sixth real show I'd ever done was this weird show that was like, I don't even know how to explain it because I didn't understand what it was, but they would show like weird sketches and do weird bits in between each comedian. And then I was next. And instead of showing a sketch, they played the video of JFK being shot. Whoa. The full thing. And then we're like, give it up for your next comedian, Lizzie Cassidy. And I had no chops and had to go up and be like, uh, dating's weird. They just introed you with the Zapruder film. Yeah. And we're like, all right, get at it. This next comic's a lady. Yeah, yeah. But first, back and to the left. Fully like Jackie Kennedy trying to scoop his brains up and then me. And I was like, ah. That was Jesus. fun. Yeah. yeah. Did you get it on tape? No. Yeah. Uh, I think we can all agree I've been... Cr- absolutely correct about everything I've said here. I feel like I don't even need to ask. <laughs> I think I'm right. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty much on board. Yeah, I think we all we all agree. Maybe not. I have more questions than ever, but <laughs> I, 
I'm not going to defend Jonestown or the CIA or MK Ultra to anybody. So. I'll defend trying to kill Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I think yeah. that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think trying to kill Reagan is a cool thing to do. So. And if I was Jodie Foster, I would be moved by that. Somewhere, John Hinckley Jr. Somewhere an NSA analyst just got their wings. <laughs> said on this podcast. I know. That's like, I'm so jaded to being like, they're always listening that I'm like, I'll say it. Who am I? You know? Yeah. What is Homeland Security going to cancel me? You <laughs> can't stop this podcast, baby. All right. So John Hinckley Jr. was one of uh, history's biggest fall guys, became an American folk hero. Now he just fucking shreds and crushes he pussy. He shreds, dude. <laughs> Does he? Like, I don't, I haven't listened to any of his music. It seems he just like makes Folk music. Yeah. This is folk music, but Seems I like do like the idea that he's writer shit. I, I used for sure got groupies though, which is so funny to me. Has he fucked yeah, Jodie Foster yet? That's his white whale, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the idea of someone being one of his groupies is very funny and not something anyone here is familiar with. Can you imagine if I was a full blown Hinkley groupie? <laughs> Hinkley, uh, Hinkley, a Hink, a uh, Hink. Come on, a Hinkette. Hinkette. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. We should get that going. (laughs) We should get that going. If you want to fuck John Hinckley Jr., (laughs) I'm pretty sure just try. Here we go. I feel like you could. I'm making horny for Hinkley shirts. Who wants one? I want one so bad, dude. I genuinely would wear that. I'll take a horny for Hinkley shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get a limited drop. Just the three of us. Horny for Hinkley. Merch. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you both for doing the pod. Do Thanks we, for having us on. Of course. Do we uh, do we have any final thoughts? Anything? I think we, I think we made it right. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you guys want to check out the podcast, you can find us on iTunes and Spotify, and wherever else you get podcasts, it goes up there. Yeah, probably. I don't know, but it, uh, it does. I've looked into it. Okay, wherever <laughs> we set it up, uh, close calls. <laughs> Close Calls Podcast um, on Instagram. If you uh, yourself have ever almost died, send us an email, closecallspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Or leave us a voicemail at 470-NOT-DEAD. Yeah. So yeah. those are kind of our plugs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, go listen to the episode I was on. It's real fun. I tweeted. It's so fun. I tweeted. Yeah. It. Go look at my Twitter. It's on my Twitter. <laughs> and go listen to my episode uh, Adam and I did of uh, Unpopular Opinion when you were in New York, man. Yeah. Kevin was on the live episode, which we put out right after that. It's available on all the places. Uh, and uh, do I have anything to plug? I'm doing comedy again. I haven't done any stand-up Ooh. since covid Welcome back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank God. So excited. What a lovely thing to come back to. (laughs) Uh, I'm doing a show with Danger Van Gorder February 3rd at the Sardine in San Pedro, which is a little punk rock club. Very fun. There's a nice taco truck across the street. Limited uh, seats. They pack them in. I'll be sardine. Sardine joke. Yep. Second comedian in a row to make that joke. (laughs) You hack. So come to that. Tickets will be on sale soon. I don't know what the exact lineup's going to be, but it's going to be a fucking hoot. I'm just going to write new jokes and just do them in front of people. And uh, I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Lizzie, say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Kevin, (laughs) say goodbye. Vaya con Dios. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We love you. I don't usually say it that way. People of Earth, your planet is out to be destroyed.